0: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'm super excited to uh, have our guest speaker today. It is Jess Murph. Uh, I know everyone was thrilled to see her on our first episode, so we had to bring her back and, and get her I know started. I
1: was. I was. That's why we had to get her back, right? So. Oh, yeah. No, I, I,
0: I did this just for you, Matt. You said <laughs> that you wanted to start using her for therapy, so I did this just for you. This is your therapy
1: <laughs> Hey, Jess. How are you doing? So Hi. good. To, so good to have you back.
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Been looking yeah. forward to it all week.
0: Yeah, wow. no, I, I definitely have as well. Um, and of course, we have Matt back with us as the co-host. Um, so, today, so today, what we're going to be talking about is something that we've probably all had um, some sort of experience in, depending on what side of the, the table you're on, but it's toxic relationships um, and manipulation, gaslighting. Uh, suggest you want to start it off, take it away.
2: Sure. So, you know, so I'm, I'm a, a marriage and family therapist and uh, you know, so I work with couples often and I always get couples coming in that are, uh, you know, they're, they're upset because there's like distancing going on in the relationship. It's almost kind of like this feeling of, how is this all happening now? There's this feeling Mm -hmm. of maybe um, this, this is, everything's been really great, but what they have a difficult time seeing is the progression of how the boundaries have been pushed in the relationship, the things that one or another partner was allowed to either get away with doing or not doing in the relationship. So they really have a difficult time seeing how it started way back when and then unfortunately because people wait so long you know till their relationship is in crisis mode Mm -hmm. to come into therapy they come in and and they're just heartbroken and they're in crisis and they waited until you know sometimes it's too late
1: yeah you know it's funny that you mentioned that I read a book um, years ago by dr gary s chapman is called the five love languages and i know we're talking about flags today and 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 but something that you just said right now kind of struck a chord where <clears throat> in the book it's mentioning like everybody has their love language their primary and a, and a sub language right um but what happens is if you aren't loved in your language or how you perceive or receive love, right. How you perceive it to be loved. Then your, your emotional tank just starts to diminish, you know, and after Mm -hmm. so long, and that tank is now empty. Now it leaves that person susceptible for, either venturing out or ending the relationship or whatever it is, but it was, it's something that you said. It's, it's similar to the same thing. If, if I perceive love one way and I don't, and I don't tell my partner, Hey, this is going the wrong way or this is going off, off track. If I don't communicate to them, then guess what? You know, that emotional tank is going to run low. And so I, 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 I see it similar. Am, am I off or am I am I wrong? No,
2: no. You're you're absolutely you're absolutely right. Um, I mean that that's kind of different from you know identifying toxic behaviors in relationships. But love languages are really important to the relationship in the way that you're saying. You know, yeah. it can be like two people literally speaking a completely different language. Mm-hmm. And you know what? the other person that's been trying to show love you know possibly in the way that they receive love feels exhausted yes. you know they're going i like do everything. I, fucking, I fucking tried everything i yeah. washed your car i painted your nails i did you know and the other person is going you know yeah but it would have been really nice if you just held my hand every once in a while yeah. maybe slap my butt you know yeah. <laughs> one person is acts of service the other person is uh you know physical touch and they're like buddy I've been trying to tell you forever that I would really like a shoulder rub every so often but yeah. you you know, you know you're not doing
0: definitely key in, in figuring out the love languages and, and absolutely
1: i gotta i gotta go guys because i gotta do I, you just struck a i gotta go rub my wife's shoulders right <laughs> now. Oh i'll be back God. it was great seeing you, I'll, I'll see you later you know yeah. or can we wrap this up pretty quick because i got some shoulders and some feet to rub like,
0: you know? godspeed oh. Yeah.
1: God's am <laughs> <All> good <laughs> I don't well, need a until note. next week guys we'll talk to you soon thanks we're out you
0: know? so. <laughs> <Deuces>. <laughs> yeah so, it, so. And, and go ahead matt you had a question no go ahead go ahead well i was i was gonna say so it, it sounds like there's a, a a pattern of progression when it comes to the flags it, it just doesn't happen all at once it doesn't get bad all at once there's a slow progression mm-hmm. um so I have a yeah. question in regards to that. And in, in, in your experience, what are some of the most common signs and flags of gaslighting or manipulation when it comes to toxic relationships? Like where does it start and how does it progress?
2: Oh man. Um, so it it usually won't start as like just blatant gaslighting. What usually happens uh, where people don't, um, really pay attention is, you know, very, very subtle when certain things just get swept on under the rug, uh, you know, like a, a person, one member of the relationship comes in and says, Hey, you know, this is, this has really been bothering me. Uh, I feel like you were being, you know, dishonest and maybe the other person says like, like, okay, got it heard. You know, but then there's not really a conversation about it or exploring it or the feelings weren't validated. They're just going like, okay, so what, you know, and they're feeling maybe attacked, you know, they're feeling like when the partner brought up what was bothering them, you know, they feel like that they're being attacked personally, rather than seeing that as a gift. You know, when your partner comes to you and says, Hey, I have a problem that should be gold for you that should be like this is this my partner is bringing this to me and i need to hear it loud and clear to see if i'm able to support that and and that's the big question when when a person is not using gaslighting techniques they will ask you okay i hear i'm i'm sorry that i made you feel that way they won't mm-hmm. say, I'm sorry, you feel that way.
0: Yeah. I am
2: so sorry I made you feel that way. How can I support you?
0: So accepting it, acknowledging it, and then finding a solution is the way to Absolutely. go. Otherwise, that was,
1: that that's, that leads me to to a question. Like, okay, so are there any support networks or groups or like, if you feel that you are being gaslighted um and you've told your partner you know like hey this is how i feel and they continuously you know either they don't hear it or they're not they're not addressing it properly or correctly are are there any groups or networks or or you know exercises that you kind of recommend or, you know, to, to kind of help them kind of guide them to say, Hey, well, I'm not crazy. I am being, I am in this toxic relationship. Like, what do I need to do to, to stay sane pretty much?
2: Yeah, there are. But before we, before we go there, I want to give some more, um, some more signs of gaslighting. Okay.
0: I While you're doing that, today. I'm glad you brought that up. I was actually going to say, can you explain what gaslighting is to the listeners? Because I, I know some people know what it is. Some people might not. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give an explanation on that as well?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it, it's important not to use the word gaslighting to your partner all the time be, just because you feel unheard. It's possible that your partner is is not gaslighting you but maybe they're just not a great listener or there's something going on in the communication so yeah. let's not mistake gaslighting for poor communication gaslighting is a lot more serious there's it's a lot more it's a lot more you know the big T word we love using the word toxic it's it's different so basically what gaslighting does is causes another person to doubt their own beliefs if you feel like you're constantly asking yourself, am I crazy? Is when you, your partner constantly makes you feel like every single thing you're bringing up to their attention as being problems in the relationship is actually your fault. You're too emotional. You're too sensitive. You know, you're too close minded. You're too pr- rude you know right sometimes gaslighting happens in intimacy um then that's those are signs those are signs that that you're being gaslit because the other person is trying to cause you to doubt yourself so that they always are in the right and you are in the wrong
0: that makes complete sense i mean i've i've been told gaslighting that term for the longest time of my past relationship and I mean, it was honestly, cause I didn't know how to communicate and uh, I, you know, I wish our counselor at that time would have brought that up or at least, it, you know, dignified that as a, a response, a valid response, instead of just like learn how to do it. Um, so, man, I'm, I might have to use you for my therapy session on this one too. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey, hey now. <laughs> Are you gaslighting me? Just kidding. That's <laughs> something I hear so often. No, just I'm not. For- I'm,
1: I'm, if I am, I'm doing it in a positive way. I'm, I'm trying to amp you up, right? So yeah, no, I'm definitely not you- trying to tear you down.
2: Yeah, no no no. Um I joke, I, I jest because yeah. you know, TikTok and the social media and everyone uses the the N-word narcissist and they mm-hmm. use the G word gaslighting and the T word toxic. Like it's become so trendy that I think even people people who are the ones doing the toxic behavior use and weaponize those terms, you know as a form of manipulation and that's scary
1: yeah let me (laughs) let me ask you this and something you just i was listening to what you were saying and do you think social media plays a role in self-doubt and like attributes to like fueling the gaslighting and and let me so let me Pose this right before you answer that question on social media you see everybody seems to be happy they're in love they're in <laughs> this they're in that they're successful they're driving bentley's whatever mm-hmm. the case is whatever your algorithm says i don't know but mm-hmm. you only seem to get the the positivity or the the glamour of people's lives right mm mm-hmm. Now, if someone is in a toxic relationship and feels like they're being gaslit and they're on social media where they see everything is happy in everybody else's life, and so now they're starting to really question their experience on this earth or their their relationship, do you think social media kind of adds fuel to the fire? I guess that's my question. Kind
0: of like gaslighting itself. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: Yeah, yes and no. Um, So, I believe that our brains search for clues to prove that things are true. And so, if a person is unconsciously creating their algorithms around healthy relationships, around hashtag goals, hashtag relationships, and they're consuming that type of social media, they might be trying to figure out a problem, you know, that kind of goes deep into wow. more yeah. neuroscience, right? But our our brains will try to figure out, you search for clues that things mm-hmm. are right or things are wrong, or, you know, and this can happen Uh, When you say gaslight yourself. So if someone believes that they are not a worthwhile person, or that they are too much or, or whatever, whatever is the unconscious belief that they have about themselves, they may perceive all of these healthy relationships and connections in a way that proves to them again and again, that they're not worthwhile and they're not enough right yeah. so it's just that constant reinforcement um so yes yeah yes and no it, it's it's the social media but it's also the person who's consuming it uh for how,
1: reasons that they
2: may not know
1: yeah and how they're putting those puzzle pieces in their head yeah and fitting it into what they need what they're consuming and what they need and how they interpret it yeah
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, thanks for joining Uh, us this week, guys. That's a gem (laughs) from Jess. Like, boom. Mic (laughs) drop.
0: Like, there goes the mic. Boom. You already got your wife coffee this morning. You did your good deed. You can wait till we're done.
2: (laughs) Score, can I take the rest of the day off? (laughs) You
1: can
0: take the rest of the
1: day off. That's gaslighting right there. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) That's exactly.
1: (laughs) do it go ahead I dare you You
2: (laughs) all right so I have actually some different genres of gaslighting here that I I got from I got from a source that I don't know that I'm allowed to say their name so I'll give you I'll give you the source later and then we can find out if we can share because they're a wonderful resource for therapists it's a, a place where you can get worksheets and uh audio and you pay a membership and they're really great I should have reached out and said can we plug you um but anyway all right so this is one of their their worksheets on gaslighting and they have it like really beautiful descriptions of different genres so one of them is denial so when a gaslighter tells the victim of an event uh that or the, yeah, the victim of the event or the conversation didn't happen in the way that they remembered it. They'll say things like, I never said that, or that's not how it happened at all. Or I never remember saying that. I think you're, you're wrong. You're remembering it incorrectly. You know, you're getting older. Your memory doesn't, you know, work the way it, it used to. Right. So that's the denial genre. Another
0: to say to a woman, I can tell you that much. You feel
2: <laughs> I'm to anyone,
1: yeah, I'm guilty. Jeez, or feel bad, yeah.
2: <laughs> Or the other way around, you know. Oh, you're you're just too young. You haven't had enough experience. That's not the you're perceiving it in in the wrong way. Oh, honey. Oh, you know, and kind of like patronizing, right? Yeah. Uh, Whoo, that would light me up. Don't you ever. <laughs> uh, another one is distraction. Uh, so the gaslighter interrupts the victim and tries to change the subject, would be something like, hey, let's talk about your birthday or uh, yeah, we can talk about that, but I'm really hungry. Can we go get something to eat? Or, you know, that's not really important right now. What we should be talking about is your son is not making good grades, right? So they just completely distract and deflect and try to get away from the whole conversation to avoid conflict.
0: Mm. I've probably done that one once or twice in my past.
2: (laughs) Uh, avoidance is a, is, is a real thing. Um, and ignoring or avoidance, um, turning the volume up on the TV, uh, you know, refusing to engage in the conversation. So these are all ways to, uh, evade accountability turn the volume up on the TV. Hold on. I have, uh, three more levels to finish on this game and my phone um, leaving the house and not coming back for hours or days, you know, just no, completely me, avoiding.
1: Okay. So mm-hmm. let me ask you this. You, you say that's avoidance and I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. disputing that. Right. Obviously that is a form of avoidance. Right. Mm-hmm. But what is the difference between, okay, I'm in the midst of gaslighting my partner Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to leave and avoid it. And I'm going to go and hang out at the beach or wherever for a couple hours and not come back. Right. What is the difference between gaslighting and, hey, I need to just take a step out of the situation to calm myself emotionally. So that way I don't say something that I regret or things escalate to a level that you know is unrepairable like some people just need to just like step away
2: and should
1: and and just kind of like digest and then say okay we'll revisit this when i get back like what what is the different how is it is it a thin line where i'm just leaving to gaslight you or i'm leaving because i need to you know decompress and then address it in a in in a couple of hours
2: yeah uh, um, thank you for asking. So, yeah, not a thin line. um, very different. Uh, so in a gaslighting situation, um the person is um, so like the other partner bringing up all you know, you you did this and this and this, and the person possibly becomes angry, frustrated. Mm-hmm. shuts down, refuses to talk and says, I'm not going to deal with this. I can't deal with you and just takes off. Okay. So doesn't, doesn't communicate to the partner. It possibly reacts in anger in order to evade the situation and mm-hmm. just leaves. Okay. Now, on the other hand, negotiated timeouts are super healthy in a relationship, but there's a way to do that. If you need time to cool down, you need to say that. Yeah. You need to say, hey, I'm feeling like I'm about to say something stupid. I'm feeling like I'm not listening to you. I can't hear you because I'm already at a, you know, I'm, I'm past yeah. my level. Um, can, can we just take a break? Can we check back in in 30 minutes just to give me some time to cool down?
1: Just communicate with the partner that you need that break, right? Like, I need to take that media timeout. Like, let's timeout, halftime. We'll revisit this in the third quarter. Like, (laughs) give me, give me, you know, something like that. Just what you're suggesting is just communicate to the partner that you do need this little, what was the term that you used that was really cool? Like, um...
2: Negotiated timeouts.
1: Negotiated timeout. Like I need a negotiated timeout. Like
2: Yeah. yeah. I need and you can use code words for that, you know, spicy pickles, whatever it is. (laughs) Or you
1: can calamari.
2: (laughs) Calamari. Oh oh shit. Okay. I didn't realize.
1: Yeah. Calamari. Okay.
0: Oh,
2: all right. Uh, then break <laughs>
0: you've yeah, you exactly. seen that work in a relationship where they could be just like in the middle of an argument and be like hey you know the safe word calamari so calamari and then the, it just stops and they go to their break because I feel like that is like on a movie or scripted like I, I feel like that. Would
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way I don't think my wife would take me serious especially yeah. you know I'm just speaking and I'm not trying to put my wife's business out there but I've just uh, I just don't think she would take me serious In the heat of an argument and all of a sudden I say calamari, you know, and she's like, yeah, fuck out of here. Like, we're going to finish this right now. Like, you know,
2: It (laughs) yeah, it depends. It depends. uh, I think in order to have humor even when you're having an argument probably requires an advanced set of skills in the relationship already so that may not be something that works right away
0: yeah. um,
2: but but definitely just asking for the timeout and and the way that negotiating timeouts continue to work in the relationship is by the other person always coming back mm. even even if when they come back and they you know the other partner says hey you said 30 minutes it's been 30 minutes are you ready they need to mm-hmm. ask are are you ready can we continue this and the other partner can say i thought i would be ready but i'm still really pissed off you know give me some more time and that's why it's called a negotiated timeout I
0: mean, now a, like a time frame that is good there for- needs to be a time frame yeah but is there like a certain time frame that you know should work to like you know, hey, I need my time out. Give me 30 minutes. No, you know, 30 minutes hasn't worked. Give me a day. So is there, is there such thing as going too far in tabling it?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. A yeah. um,
0: have... Give me a couple yeah, months. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll talk again crazy. on our fourth anniversary right and we're only <laughs>
2: <newlyweds,
1: right? laughs> <Yeah>. a, little, <laughs> that's a little bit too much time yeah
2: <laughs> yeah no that's that's good um yeah i have seen that done in relationships before um you know after a couple session they were like why well, you know we we did the negotiated timeout and i'm like okay so what happened when y'all came back together and they're like well, we scheduled a couple sessions. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's been three days. So yeah. no, if you are taking longer than an hour to come back and continue the discussion, then maybe something's going on there. Maybe that person feels unsafe. Like there could be a lot of things going on, but the, the whole point of negotiated timeouts is that the other person is taking time to cool down with intention with intention to come back and talk yeah okay they're not just trying to avoid
1: so let's get i think we kind of got a little bit i mean this is great but let's talk about let's kind of revisit those the the flags right if you're in this toxic relationship and you're you're being gaslit, right like what obviously there's everybody's heard of red flags right like oh that's that's a flag like i'm not gonna date him or whatever right
0: mm-hmm.
1: or her right but are there other types of flags are there like are there you know is it are there yellow flags like stoplight like what is you know what <laughs> enlighten me on that
2: uh, so um you know i use Red flag to me just means warning signs, like warning yeah. signs that this is happening, like pay attention to this, you know, put a pin in this, don't sleep on it. Like this is a, a warning sign. Uh, yellow flag, I, I I don't know that it's necessary to have multiple colors of flags, okay. but there are green flags, you know, there are Bye there then. are green, green flags that let you know that something that you're doing in the relationship is, is working really well. Uh, and I actually have a little list here relationship green flags look like being able to show appreciation um so you respect and value your partner and you and you express gratitude um so coming to them and and expressing that yes
1: now let me just before and I want you to continue on that list but let's just be clear I mean we are talking in a context of a relationship like a um you know partner a man and a woman or man and man whatever it is right uh, it's all good but this isn't solely for just relationships mm-hmm. like love interest relationships this can be um what is the French. word i'm looking for it can cross over into working relationships right like you can mm-hmm. be gaslit by a coworker or by a boss or you know it's not just we're speaking in terms of man, you know, like a physical like romantic relationship. Romantic, romantic relationship. Romance. Yeah. There you go. But this can be this can cross over into the business, the the business realm, correct? Absolutely. Or even platonic
0: friends.
1: Or platonic, yeah. yeah. Wow.
2: Oh even even little little kids. <laughs> I I've seen children gaslight each other <laughs> and do really hurtful things. Um yeah. you know if if you're friends with them uh i i'm not gonna be friends with you <laughs> i'm like holy crap you're yeah. in second grade <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah draw the line in the sand type shit huh like you, <laughs> you can't be friends with mary you know like yeah yeah, yeah i get it I and get it's it.
2: hurt it's just as hurtful
1: it is it's just
2: as hurtful to the little kids as it is to grown-ups i'm
1: sure it is <laughs> yeah i'm sure it is
2: and in the workplace it can happen a a lot too you know there's there's systemic sexism in the workplace still there's you know people who uh you know a lot of times will have these um manipulative behaviors and relationships will carry that you know into the workplace or let's say someone is you know head of a business and they they have a bunch of employees you know when they go home they may not be used to having to you know step down from that place of of power and control and maybe that's you know a a lot of a lot of this comes from feeling a a need to control and and so they bring that home
0: Hmm. so When when we decided to do this topic, I did a little research um, and and read a couple articles and I don't think this is good advice, but I want to bring it up. So the article is 15 ways to turn the tables on a gaslighter in your life. And it's like put a stop to their brainwashing, expose their toxic behavior. But, you know, those sound like good ones set boundaries, but it, it says to continue to engage in the conversation whether they want to leave or not i feel like that's completely controversial to what we just went over oh so it's not letting them take a table timeout. it's like no we're gonna do this now
2: oh i it's
0: not a credible website you I can just tell you put that. jess
1: on the spot you you should yeah. have shared that no. article on camera like
2: <laughs> no you it's
1: not okay. for a loop it's
0: credible. no no i can tell you that
2: no my thought my immediate thought was like that could be putting someone in danger you know like yeah. if if they're dealing with someone who does suffer from like and i'm touching my this is my like this is where i i put my hand on my chest when i'm feeling like whew, that's unsafe right um so if they're dealing with someone who does have you know maybe narcissistic traits and you and you kind of like don't let them evade when i mean that could be really harmful i'm just like that that sounds like
1: toxic and i would assume that that takes the toxicity toxicity level to another degree like if you are just like nag 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 like i want to solve this problem you're going to stay here until we solve it whatever and they're not you know, they're the one gaslighting you and they're telling no, this isn't like it could just take it to another extreme, correct? An you could have two you know? people
2: gaslighting each other.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. That's a lot of gas. That's a lot of fire. That's, that's, that's an explosion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the number one way is setting boundaries, whether that be a negotiated timeout or, you know, a, hey, you go to this room, I'll go to this room and we'll, you know figure it out sooner or later. I I think that setting boundaries seems like it's the best way to, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I I feel like all the articles I've read that setting boundaries seems to be the best way. And from what you've said as well.
2: Absolutely, setting boundaries and not letting those boundaries move as long as it's in a healthy way. If, If you have said, for example, like coercion, people sometimes in relationships will, will use gaslighting and, in, and in intimacy and sex. And so they might say, um, oh, you know, you're, you're not meeting my needs or you're not, um, and they're not doing it in a healthy way, right? Uh, you're, you're too prude or you're, you're not, um, um, oh, you're just not, you're not experienced enough. You know, they, they say a lot of things to, to put the other person down and uh you know a a lot of times in relationships that causes so much pain and abuse if if you set a hard boundary and you say this is one thing i'm not willing you know to do Mm -hmm. don't ever move that boundary don't ever let it you and i you, I use the example, I know nothing about football, but when I talk about boundaries, I do use the example of like, you know, when you're gaining distance, you know, you're gaining distance in in the relationship, what's it called, Matt, when you're, you're gaining distance on the field?
1: No, you're, you're, that's the, when, yards. yeah, when you're gaining yards, right? That's, gaining that's yards. what the term is. Yeah. Okay. You got to go 10 yards to get a first down pretty much.
0: But yeah, there
2: you go. Don't first ever you, move.
0: You the, Say first that down, the first down would be the end of the fight in that scenario
2: yeah 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 something like that like don't ever give up any any distance in the fight because what happens is if you know if that person keeps pushing your boundaries and they get you to give an inch it's never going to stop there yeah, they're, they're going to find ways yeah yeah mm-hmm. yep. and so set that boundary don't move from it yeah uh Another way is to ask for clarity, right? So being able to hear what the person is saying and saying something like, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing you say is, you know, when I, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of like an example. Um, you said, you said that when you, you didn't, when you didn't show up on time, you told me you were going to be there at at six, but you got there at eight. And when you got there at eight, you were drunk or you smelled like beer. Um, You're saying that's my fault because I made you, I made you uncomfortable. So what you're telling me is, is that the reason why you showed up late and you had been drinking that's my fault because I made you feel uncomfortable. So that caused you to lie to me, to show up late and to drink. I, I just want to check in and see if that's what you're saying. Sure. Right. So you're, you're holding that person accountable. If that is the, you know, what's it called? Is that, if that's the ledge that they want to stand on, if that's a check for clarity and see if that's the hill that they, they want to, mm-hmm. they want to be on. And and if that's true, if the, if they're going to stick to that story,
1: then let them go down it. with it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Schedule a session so, with a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Go see Jess. <laughs> go, see, go see Jessica <laughs> Murphy. Let's do it. Level.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I have one last question, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying. And you're trying to explain something to someone you use I statements instead of you statements, like when this happened, I felt this way, not you made me feel this way. And Mm -hmm. can you kind of explain like why that is the best way to go, the best route?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. So when you use, yeah, when you use I statements, um, you're you're not trying to impose blame you're just trying to speak on how something made you feel so hey when you um when when i tried to talk to you about washing the dishes um and you got really angry and went to the room uh, instead of talking to me about it it made me feel really hurt it made me feel really small this is how it made me feel xyz yeah. Instead of saying, you asshole, you should have stayed there and listened to me. You should have done, like, it's, you can almost see the finger being pointed and that causes people uh, to be defensive. Instead, talk about how it made you feel. uh, This is how I felt when you did this. Uh, You made me feel this way. Because that's, you know, that could be argued that that's not possible. A person can't make you feel this way, right? But I felt this way. When you did this,
1: when you did this, this was the reaction, this was the effect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is my event, experience when the event happened or the experience happened. This is This my is event. my ex- Yeah.
2: And if someone tries to tell you that your feelings are wrong or that your experience is or they dismiss
0: false, it, yeah,
2: that's gaslighting. So mm.
0: you,
2: you shouldn't feel this, that way.
0: Well, since we're on this scenario, I have a question what would be a good response to when i told you to do dishes you ran to the room it made me feel belittled what would be a good response to not start an argument but to acknowledge accept and find a solution oh
2: good okay so from the from the <laughs> avoidant person good good so this is how you do it the right way you say i'm really sorry i made you feel that way you know I I was feeling really stressed in that moment and I wasn't able to hear you and the way that I reacted by going to the room and shutting down, um, that wasn't cool. I realized that I made you, that I made you feel completely invalidated and, and unheard. And I really, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made you feel that way.
1: Hold on. I need you to, I need you to record that again. Like, (laughs) so that way I can repeat that answer you're gonna
2: you're gonna AI me
1: no so I can I can I can memorize it so when I get you know I'm I'm
2: sorry I made you feel that this is gonna be
1: my favorite episode from that little block right towards the end of the episode I'm gonna watch that answer all the time so I'm glad that I got it
0: recorded That could be gaslighting in itself. If you don't do anything to rectify the situation, you just say what she wants to hear or he wants to hear at the time to be done with it. So that could be gaslighting in itself. If you don't do anything to rectify the situation.
1: Gaslighting is a slippery slope. Like, you know, it's just you.
2: Well, uh, let me just clarify. So you're saying if someone says, I'm sorry, I made you feel that way. And then they just like okay, done. I, I said what she wanted. Yeah, to Yeah. It was or...
1: insincere. It was just to say it, to say it right. Because, yeah. You know, it has to be I know sincere. that's what my partner, that's what I can say to get out of the situation or to mm-hmm. be done with it, you know? So
2: it shouldn't be a quick.
1: That. Yeah. It's, it's disingenuous when it's said. you know, there you so, go. Um, it shouldn't
2: sound rehearsed. Yeah. You're,
1: they,
2: I'm, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. And then your partner may be thinking, okay, so why are you sorry? Yeah, <laughs> like, tell that. me more. I've Keep going.
1: Why exactly are you sorry, Matt? What? <laughs> you, oh, shit. Um,
2: because your partner well. wants to know if you're really if taking you're accountability. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I people get defensive. Of, speaking of genuine. <laughs> I genuinely have a great time. I know we're wrapping up this episode, but I genuinely have a great time every time you, you join us. So thank you so <laughs> thank much, you. Jess, for, for for blessing our our little show with uh with your like fabulous presence. So thank you. I just want to give you your flowers now.
2: Oh. <laughs> thank you
0: guys. I'm not
1: gaslighting you, I promise. I'm 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 genuinely <laughs> I'm telling you that. I'm genuinely telling you that I really, really appreciate you, <laughs> and I'm glad that you you, you keep coming back or you see something in us that you're like, yeah, these guys are legit, you know, so thank you.
2: You yes, listen. I, yeah. I like people that
1: listen. Well, we'll keep listening. We're here every Wednesday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good
1: uh, job. <laughs>
0: Yes. I'm, I'm going to throw this. We, there's, so there's, I know we're wrapping up, but there's something that we want to start doing with uh, listeners where they can submit questions to the podcast and direct them straight to you. Uh, That's awesome. On the spot and let everyone know whatever questions you have about this topic or the topic that we did on episode one. Let us know. Uh, we will give the give the questions to Jess and have them answered uh, via our website and the next episode. So I'm putting you on the spot. the love- first one we're trying this with yeah, I would love them the,
1: that shoot' them the email it's media at mindplit dot org so submit yes, your sir. questions to that email and um send out an email and and we'll direct them to 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 Jess and get it answered so you know.
0: You know, with yeah, HIPAA, we, with HIPAA, we couldn't put it
1: on the comments. You know, to ask a question in the comment. <laughs> like HIPAA laws and violations. Just send us an email, guys. Media <laughs> at mindsplit.org dot <Yeah>. org. Don't
2: <laughs> include any. Don't include what? any credit cards or personal identifiers. <laughs> oh no,
1: no. No, but if they do want to send Venmo to support the show, great. Let's do it. <laughs> let's
0: so. do that. Yeah. Matt, go ahead and put your Venmo up on the bottom yeah. of the screen for us. This is the yeah, this is my
1: personal Venmo. You know? So, <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm I'm kidding, guys. But yeah, do submit an email if you do have questions. Media at mindsplit dot org. Direct them towards Jess and um we'll get them answered. She'll will be happy to answer them for you. And that'll be for any guest moving forward. You yep. know. So. Yes, sir yeah love it okay and just thank you so much for joining us again this week
0: yeah it's been great um to the listeners thank you again for tuning in um we have our youtube up we have our twitter our facebook and our instagram uh, and of course the spotify and all the other platforms come engage with us ask questions listen to listen to the